Ronin Geek Official Podcast is a proud member of the Fourth Hand Podcast Network. Check out this and many other great shows at fourthhand.com. My fingers don't smell like it. I don't smell like pop everywhere I go. Yeah. So I, yeah, I'm a fat ass. I eat a lot of food. I slowly kill myself. It's yeah. no different than a cigarette person, but I don't blow it in other people's faces and I don't, I don't have to smell like it everywhere I go. But cigarettes yeah, are good. like definitely killing you. Like they're proven to definitely be killing but you so versus like potato chips, which are probably maybe killing you. No, they're but... definitely killing me. I think we've proven <laughs> that the McDonald's that I eat definitely kills me. <laughs> It definitely doesn't help. Yeah, it's oh probably it's more the pop though. It's the sugar. It's the sugar. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it'll it. Well, if anything, it'll definitely be a recording of Ronan Geek official podcast that pushes you over the edge into heart attack territory. So, you know, we're we're trying every week. <laughs> you think this is stressful? Oh, no, man. No, there's easier ways to stress him out. Trust me. <laughs> hey, Adam, your roof's leaking. Oh my god. Yeah. No, it's Has that just... happened recently? No, no, oh, but okay. it's a fucking waking nightmare that I have. Oh, seriously? I had so I had one one of the previous houses I lived in, which I ended up renting out. I still own technically. Yeah. I was sleeping and I wake up and I thought I pissed myself. Oh, okay. Because okay. there was just water everywhere and it was basically feet to to to, to, to deck. Yeah, yeah. Um and I just went, did I just and I coincidentally had a peeing dream. Yeah. I think we figured out why I had the because you peed, yeah, yeah, but luckily your roof had your back. <laughs> <laughs> you most definitely, definitely peed the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sweet job, roof, but also fuck you, roof. <laughs> so, well, I, I'm glad because when I saw that like wet spot on your roof today, like I was a little worried. But that wet spot on my roof? Yeah, like right on the ceiling as you go up the stairs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I know my roof isn't leaking. <laughs> I make sure of it. Sure. Sure. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, good news is, like, <laughs> it can be fixed. You could probably fix it. You could probably do that stuff. I can, but it's sometimes a nightmare to find. That's the problem with leaks is, so, it, you know, you'll get a leak. And, yeah. for example, this one, it was coming in. It was actually pooling into one of my light fixtures. Right. So it was coming out through the light yeah. fixture. Because that's where there's a hole in the ceiling. Yep. And so it was pouring out there, boi- um, pouring into the light fixture. And then the light fixture was basically acting as a bowl. <laughs> Well, and then it would it built up the whole light fixture and then start da- pouring out the side. Dangerously collecting the water, yes. Dangerously. And <laughs> yeah. the light fixture is still on. Oh, yeah. And the worst part was oh, yeah. I, I, I wake up in the middle of the night, I turn on the light, and then I see the pooling right next to the light. And I just go, huh. Maybe I should have thought of this before I turned on the light. But <laughs> and that's how houses burn down. <laughs> yeah. But so that, wow, I would have had water right there. It would have right, been fine. Right. Uh, probably. Probably. <laughs> so the problem is the leak was at the light fixture, but really the leak was pretty much at the other side of the house. Oh. Because what happens is the leak, and it'll just follow the roof line yeah. all the way down. Oh, until, it, until it finds a point where it drops. Yeah. yeah so you, you have to go into your attic if you can access your attic trail this you know detective this fucking lightly slightly darker brown than the rest of the brown yeah go and find the hole and then figure out where it is the problem is if you're in a house that's from the 19 fucking 20s which happens pretty often around here in windsor yeah your attic is dark and black and everything is a dark brown because it's all aged terribly and well i have no idea where there's like skeletons and treasure and yeah. all kinds of stuff up there too yeah yeah, yeah that's there, weird there's old bootleg alcohol from when they had it's <laughs> freaking uh oh what's his face's vault uh al capone, al capone yeah. 
that's houses from the 1920s. That's what they got. <laughs> so hey, there a is a house here that's confirmed as an Al Capone house. So oh, here in Windsor? <laughs> well, in uh, Forest Glade. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't oh. know if it's still up, though. That's weird. Anybody want to come to Windsor? We'll go visit the old Al Capone house. So. I think someone just lives in it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like regular people. Yeah. Hi, we're here to see the Al Capone house. <laughs> this is just the Smith house now. <laughs> so, just regular. There's nothing here. And this is episode 93 of Rona Geek Official Podcast. Uh, this is Alex Austin, not in a room with me today. We have... Isolated Plubby and Adam. And Rob. And just Rob, and today we're going to cover some news, some gaming, uh, probably some some Let's Play topics, because we haven't brought much to the table today in terms of news. No, correction. The the media themselves and the gaming publishers themselves have not brought much to the table. There's been week. a lot of news with, and, and this is something I'll bring up, but there's been a decent amount of news of gaming companies in politics right now. True. We can cover some of that. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit of a touchy subject, but, you know... And then uh, movies are dead. Movies are not happening anymore. No. I've seen no movie news outside of the Jurassic World uh, Dominion news. Uh, Batman got uh, approved to start refilming. Oh, okay. So they kind of so, had to cut it off and then... Yeah, they went, okay. hey, you can't film anymore because you got a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. And then they went, oh, okay. And then they got approved to start filming. Okay. Well, I'm sure it'll be the best Batman flick of all time. So that's, that's good news. And then... <laughs> I don't know. We, <laughs> we can pray. <laughs> yeah. And then we also covered recently the Snyder Cut of Justice League is actually coming to HBO. Yeah. You weren't there for that one, were you? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was it HBO Now? What's it called? Uh, HBO... HBO Plus. Go Now. Mega. Sky. Mega high, Win. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, one of those. And it's coming to that soon, so we talked about that a couple weeks ago, and there hasn't really been, other than stuff getting pushed back, a whole lot of movie news. I saw marketing had commenced for something recently, and it surprised me that there was actually marketing for it, because presumably it's to drive people into theaters to, to go see movies, but I don't I don't even know how theaters are handling uh, social distancing. We still have that going on, too. They're not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how can they? That's the problem, right? Because theaters need to have a certain amount of butts and seats effectively to, to actually be profitable. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so. here's the deal. Is I personally think that this has just killed the movie, the theater industry. The theater industry was already dying. I think we can all agree. Actually, it hasn't been doing that it was bad. Just, it was just sort of consolidating. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't dead they necessarily. Were, no, it wasn't dead, but they were dying. It was, it was a it was, dying business model. It was a dying business model. Yeah, but it's still profitable. Clearly, yes, but it's becoming less and less profitable. There's a difference. Sure, it's not proliferating as much. How yeah, about? yeah. It's not going to yeah. grow. It's going to slowly die. Theaters will become less, more rare, I should say. They'll become yeah. more I rare. I think they'll be smaller. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be a, a different experience over time, I think. But Because yeah. what's going to happen is, eventually, I expect, and this is true with, there was a Pixar movie, I think. Uh, a lot of AMC theaters have become like luxury dine in and watch a movie. You know yeah. what? And yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. I think that's a good place for it to go. It's, it's a good nice. idea. Yeah, uh, because that, that was our idea. Sonic experience when we saw Sonic down in. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Where yeah, we yeah. also we could order hit like... the bar. We went. We went really? there and we hit the overpriced bar at the beginning, and yeah. we went and saw the movie for the overpriced tickets. It was perfect. It was a great experience. It, it was actually fun. It, it was, was fun. awesome. Yeah. Like I loved it. It was such a great experience. I'd pay a decent. I right now. Well, I mean, you already you already get gutted when you go to the theater, so you, you might as well. Get, yeah, you already get gutted. I I pay like you know, hey, thirty dollars and wine and dine me the whole night. Yeah. Have a waiter come out and serve me beer. Well, interestingly, me I think this is how movies were back in the day, weren't they? Like that's typically what they would have is like a in-house restaurant attached. Well, and the, people would like there would be theaters that were like where you'd go to see like live performance and they would serve. As yeah, well, yeah, they, right? yeah, like a dinner theater type. Yeah, thing. dinner no, theater. Like, yeah, so not that opera, but like stage so, theater. Yeah, yeah. So some of them are attempting to kind of go back to that model, and I think that that's a good choice. But I think that that is not the only choice. 
there are certainly other choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think ultimately the common movie viewing, like the uh, the Marvels and the more standardized movies, not the mm-hmm. big epics, will be just streamed straight to you day one. Buy it on. You think it's going that way? I but think they that, made I think so the, much money. I think some of the smaller ones will still be going because the thing is, like theaters now, it's a lot different than how it was like a decade or two ago because before it used to be film cans, but now it's just digital. All of it's digital. Yeah. Except for some theaters that are still using reels, but that's very, very rare nowadays. Um, so, I mean, like, theaters overhead costs now are more so the physical location, uh, the bookings, and the the, uh, the, the projectors themselves. Mm-hmm. But they also get screwed over, at least in the States. I don't know about the rules in the Canada. Yeah. But as far as I'm aware, basically... When a theater, when a movie comes to a theater, they have a licensing contract with the company that makes the movie. And for the most part, the first week or two weeks or whatever in the contract, usually first week or two weeks, mm-hmm. most of the money, most of it goes to the publisher, goes mm-hmm. to whoever made the Oh, that's almost, that's yeah. no, that's true regardless. Theaters don't really make any money off ticket sales. Right. They make money off of uh, concessions. Yes, and the only time they start to make money off ticket sales is like after the third week or something like that, which is very minimal because um, everyone's already gone to see it. I don't know for a fact if that's true or not in Canada, at least. Yeah, I don't know but Because I used to work in the theater, right? So I had a lot of pur- purview to that. Plus, also my uncle was manager of a theater yeah. chain for a long time so he when i was small you know i'd get to go there i had to wait around the manager's office and talk with them and learn things and go up in the projection booth and learn how learn all that stuff that was fun Back but before uh, it was all digital yeah before it was all digital yeah. yeah um and it was it was always really neat to kind of see all the different nuances of it but but yeah ultimately it, it's gonna change i don't think it's gonna die off by any means i think no. it'll change for sure it'll definitely change and i think it'll become i i personally think it'll become more rare more expensive, but more of a in, uh, an event. But I, I think that yeah. indie indie sh- indie showings, though, I think will still be a big thing. Though I think actually it might be a bigger thing because I think the bigger publishers are moving more towards their own streaming services and pumping lifeblood into that yes. than a theater because they make more money off that. Oh, for sure. So I, I think that I think that in that regard, I think theaters are going to get sure they'll still get main stuff mm-hmm. and i think that they'll still do viewings for the big yeah. stuff even if it is released on like disney plus or whatever if it's like hey you don't own it but you want to see that one movie yeah then you'll go to the theater um i think, well, that's I think disney is going to continue to leverage like early home release on disney plus so for instance like uh yeah probably I, it's not going to happen before six or eight weeks after movies come out it's not going to happen before that, i think I after think. a while and i'm not sure how long it'll be in our but i think it will be in our lifetime but i can't mm-hmm. it's hard to say this date yeah um there will be a day when what goes in theaters will be on the same day what gets put on stream. Yeah, yeah. eventually. Yeah, probably. Eventually. I don't, I don't think. I think because it'll become less about the what you're watching, but what you're watching it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And well, I don't think it'll kill it. I think. I think if anything, it'll open it up to new audience, people who haven't had access before because of you know it is very expensive or or because they just haven't felt like driving to a theater to go you know yeah. partake in this event. So if anything, it'll I think it'll open up an even wider market for some movies, uh, which isn't a bad thing in as theater, long as people are subscribing to some service that pays for them. Yeah, in theory, it'll cost less per viewing, but sure. they'll get more views. Sure. Sure. So that's but how that being said, I don't think they'd increase their ad budgets for that over what they are now because they're absurd now no. for, for ad budgets. So I, th- I think what they'll have is more viewers per dollar for their ad budget, which isn't a bad thing. So in fact, yep. if you're right, if it pr- proliferates in that way, it's actually almost better business for them uh, because they're getting more viewers for the same yep. amount of money. 
Yep. So ultimately, unless the movie sucks, in which case they're going to get more viewers and more people hating it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or or yeah. if it sucks so bad, people go and see it because it sucks, and it's just the way the world works. That the room, uh, you know what the yeah. room has has yeah. ruined my idea of bad movies. Yeah. So that's that's the that's episode uh, ninety three of Ronan Geek Fisher podcast. It's been a pleasure, gents. <laughs> So uh, no, I'm sure we can come up with some more news items no, no, here. There's a few other ones. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the only the only one that I'm aware of regarding one of the big game publishers is Sony. So I know they've rescheduled their PS5 event for June 11th. So officially, right. so. and um, Blizzard had they were going to do an announcement thing on June 9th, so yeah. tomorrow about Shadowlands. So they were basically going to do no. their BlizzCon for Shadowlands. So clearly, they have a big announcement or, or at least a big. More data reveal for Shadowlands, like and the date and everything. Is it just Shadowlands specifically, or are we going to get some Diablo 4 potentially in as there as well? As far as I saw, it, what they specifically were talking about Shadowlands. Okay. Hearth Hearthstone 2. Yeah, because they had uh, <laughs> Ian Hazacostas, or however you pronounce his last name, was going to be the sort of host. Yeah, oh. and I know that uh, Overwatch 2 is coming soon too, right? So Yeah, yeah. So they pushed that back. Okay, nice. <laughs> Uh, nice. I don't remember the date they were going to push it back to. and That's unfortunate. I think they're just going, because they canceled BlizzCon this year. I think next year they said it's just going to be an online digital Blizzard. Nah. BlizzCon. Why? Yeah. Because they don't. Because I, I think they're planning for the possibility that this may go on longer than what we originally anticipated. <sighs> because it's looking that way, right? They've yeah. been getting potential cases of repeats. Yeah. So. And what's going to happen is a year from now, even though you know everyone will be out and doing business as normal. Well, companies yeah. where they have large gatherings, events where they have large gatherings, will have to have a lot of precautions now, even going into the next year. And I think they realized that and just went, fuck it, we're but, not dealing with it. But at the same time, it is a little silly, though, because this is not exactly like, oh, this is the new common thing to happen. Like, diseases and stuff have always been a threat out there. They, we've just not had one bad enough that we need to go right. into this situation. Right. So, like, the, the likelihood that we're going to get another one in, like, the next decade is, there's like, threadbare pretty low yeah but not to say that can't happen of course it can um so i think that there will be more precautions but i think they will lax off pretty damn quick i think so too yeah yeah but because you know when humans can take a shorter cut they will oh god yes (laughs) we we can build like at these events we can use them to build herd immunity like nerd herd immunity yeah and the nerds will go out and here's the deal (laughs) the nerds at packs and stuff like that they've dealt with swamp ass COVID's nothing. Dude, Pax Plague. Have you ever heard of Pax Plague? I caught it. The last time I went, I caught it. It it was brutal. I couldn't believe it. I'd heard about it the previous time. And people were saying, hello, that like every year there's something that that will rip through this place and just destroy you. In like 24 hours, it will just destroy you. It smells like heated nerd. And then all of a sudden you're going to (laughs) get like in a week a bunch of flashes and you'll just be sick. All I can imagine is like the microbial war and you just have the COVID Yes. One guy walks into packs oh, yeah. and you just see the COVID genes going, yes, today, men, we will take this place. It will be ours. And then they immediately open the doors and there's just a bunch of brute thugs going, we're swamp ass motherfuckers. They're, they're, they're rallying. They're rallying on the sweaty palms of the nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but just the moment the door opens, all the, the, the original PAX plague just starts stomping on dude, COVID. Dude, the PAX plague just absolutely ripped through it that year. And I remember that within, so I went, I remember we went and it was the day, it was the first day. So you take your computer, you set up yep. your, your BYOC, do all that stuff. You have a good time and, uh, and, and peruse the floor. And I think it was probably around like 3 or 4 p.m. I really started to feel it. And then we were doing... That evening, we were doing some of the, the the keynotes, like the different little you know vendor rooms and vendor shows oh, and things no. like that. And I really started to feel it in there, where I was just like, I couldn't, 
I, I felt like my head was pounding yeah. and my heart was pounding. I'm like, and I you're like focus. hot for no yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't focus. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm really sick. We should go. And we ended up leaving uh, a little bit early. And, uh, and I remember that night just, I felt like I was dying. And then, yeah. and then the next day I felt pretty rough for about the first half of the day. And then I was just kind of over it. Yeah. And then I was just kind of over it and I was good and I can enjoy the rest of it. But yeah, that, that, that time I caught the Pax Plague and it was brutal. Yeah. It, <laughs> so it, it, it goes through you pretty fast. Yeah. And it's yeah. not pleasant. No, it's not pleasant. <laughs> Listen. You also plus you get the added anxiety of just be like, I just paid for all these tickets in the yeah. hotel, and oh my god, and I'm out here and I'm not home, and oh, I hate everything. And and the added anxiety of just like uh, like driving around Boston, which is not an easy thing. So no, it's, like, <laughs> it's dude, not. If you take one wrong exit on Boston, oh, like you're, in Boston, fu- you're committing on to the it. freeway. You're gonna be like looping around for like an hour. Like oh getting back at it because it feels that way because yeah. of the way that the city is situated on like four peninsulas. There's a lot of tunnels that go underneath, oh. right? So if you take one wrong exit, it's going to shoot you off into some direction you didn't mean to go, and it's going to be a long time before <laughs> you get your shit back and get straight again. So like yeah. it's it's I'm crazy sure there's a bunch Boston. of people in Boston going, "What the fuck you talking about? It's easy." <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure. No, th- I'm sure that people Vinny know knows how. <laughs> lots of people probably know how to do it, but anyone who is not from that area does not know how to do it. No, I think it's why the Southeast never go north. I've heard this about Boston. <laughs> I've had so. a lot of people, you know, come from different places and hang out, be with me. And I'll drive, hey, we're going to go to a place and we'll get on e- EC Row. Yeah. Which is the highway here or 401 to just. <laughs> which is like the smallest semblance of a highway that we could possibly that muster. That we could possibly muster. And, but even then, they're confused that. You know, you get on a highway to go where? Like, you just yeah. get on a highway and get off at the next stop? Yeah, yeah. That's what you do on a highway? What? That's not how highways yeah. work. Like, yeah. yeah, well, it's... I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> Toronto people do it. It just... I think that's just a thing in North America. At least in, in general. Canada. <laughs> at least in Canada. <laughs> Your highways are just used as regular roads. <laughs> well, I guess anybody on, the, on like, down on 95. Like yeah. I-95 would, would feel the same way probably. So, yeah. I forget the name of the... Oh, my God. Who's the name that I think it's Ubisoft that makes the Assassin's Creed? Yeah, yep. yeah, it's Ubisoft. Uh, are they the first publisher? They're not. They're just. Yeah, no, no, it's just. It's always been Ubisoft. Are they yeah, the developers? Yep. Yeah. Okay. So it's they're Montreal, they announced usually. Uh, yeah, they're new, they're studios. Yeah, they're very they announced studios. a new game. Oh, I'm. I didn't hear about that. Uh, it's newish, and I can't seem to find the fucking game. <laughs> Ubisoft Assassin's This would have been the best piece of news we could have possibly game. mustered. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't care. We uh, are we are thoroughly prepared and researched here on Running Geek official podcast. No, I remember Ooh, good it. news. EB Games is calling me. Why? I don't know. Maybe they're going back in business. <laughs> Maybe this Friday, <laughs> and they got I my baby Yoda. They got my baby Yoda pop action figures. <laughs> oh, you order a bunch? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, God. They're going to be like collector's items, man. I'm going to sell that shit. Did you listen to the Mandalorian Big Iron song? No. So you know the song? like. The... Oh, no, I have. Yeah, with the Big Iron on yeah, it. Yeah yeah, 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 but it's all Star Wars now. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw but that. But it's uh, it's like the first couple episodes of the Mandalorian. Right, right. Yeah, Here you I go. Sorry, here's the deal. I don't play Assassin's Creed games, so when I read the article, it just went right through because, oh, okay. fuck, I don't give a shit. But yeah. I thought it was interesting because to me this is, I don't give a shit about the game, but I give a shit about what it means sure. mechanically. Um, so it's called Assassin's Creed Syndicate. What? Syndicate's old game. Old game. Um, you want to hand me that phone there for a second, my well, friend? Maybe I'm wrong. Syn- Syndicate was uh, Syndicate was the 2017. Is in, is in Brit- Britain. Yeah, it was Britain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Steam- steampunk. 
So okay. Yeah. All right, then you're gonna have to kill me. I'll figure it out later. But there's a game. So there's they have basically the main line Assassin's Creed games. I think yeah. it's Assassin's Creed, and they have like a subsect. Yep, they developed. do. Yep, they they kind of they tend to yeah, like, like fuck with it. Yeah, yeah. Like I think Rogue was one of them. Yeah. So this is one of those subsect ones. It's not yeah. one of the main lines. And I guess they they have a history of messing with the mechanics in those games, and they tend to take those things that fail in those games and then bring them to the next one more successfully. Mm-hmm. They have they a develop, they, to, to, to tweak them, yeah. 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 And what they're doing with this one is they're releasing it, I think, on the Epic Store or or the Ubisoft? I think what, what, Probably they have their own store, so I would assume the Ubis, Ubisoft. It's just their the Ubi Play, Ubi Play or something yeah. like that. So they're releasing it on there for free for the first week, basically. Nice. It yeah. must be Valhalla. But, so I'm not seeing news for anything else. No, it's not it, Valhalla. Huh. Yeah, I was going to say, because Val, Valhalla is the only one that I'm aware of. That's not out yet. I don't... You know what? You'll have to come back to me. They, they did one. just I'll do the... the uh, previously, they'd done for Assassin's Creed Origins. After the game came out, they'd put together like a virtual tour of ancient Egypt. And I think they recently yeah. did something like that for ancient Greece as well for VR. So, oh, really? Yeah. For the uh, one? Mm-hmm. I wanted to get... Uh, I'm going to get the one that takes place in Egypt, the origin. Uh, um, I heard they're on sale right now, actually. Uh, yeah, that's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, I've been yeah. waiting I'll for it to go on sale because I'm going to grab it specifically to get that piece to just do the historical shit. I've, I've been playing Witcher, though, and honestly, I, I don't see that this game will ever end. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a long game. Yeah, I know. It's I, I gotta, crazy. I'm going to find like a week where I have the ability to no life it. Oh, dude, you might need more time if you're playing on harder difficulty. Nah. Like, I'm playing on easy and it's taking me forever. <laughs> I, I know how long the game is and I know that I can tackle it in a week because when I know life something, uh, I understand that you don't have the ability to comprehend what that means. <laughs> yeah, you have a kid. You uh, don't understand no life uh, Not anymore. So, I mean, Adam might have a better idea because no, he's seen me do no it. I have no life on account of having a child. <laughs> yeah. I get it. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, she's, it's she's my twenty four. It's like game. that, but Witcher would become my child for yeah, the yeah. week. Um, oh, but buddy, yeah. she was up with it. She had the leg rashes last night. Oof. And we were up until, uh, let's see. I finally fell asleep at like two ish a.m. and I think we were up at like three thirty, and then we went back down at like I fell back asleep at like five thirty. Yeah. yeah, it was brutal, man. The, the man, gave, the man had to run out last night and get like, uh, like Benadryl. <laughs> it was just brutal, man. It's just a classic late night parenting situation. But oh, oh my god, oh, this is brutal. I, you know, I read this article. I, I tagged it in my mind. All right, we're burying it. You yeah, we're back it. next week for a de- redemption. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Will he redeem himself next week, or will he find nothing? And, and it's not. And it's not even in my notes. It's not even in my notes. So I don't even know how I fucked. I was that gonna up. say like I'll put it through the stake of the heart. I'll put a stake through the heart of that story next week. Like once yeah. we find out that it's not actually a thing. Yeah. So we'll yeah. lay it to rest. Yeah. So the other one, um, I guess, finally, a bunch of shareholders at Activision Blizzard were like, Bobby Kotick makes too much money. <laughs> oh really? The stakeholders. They figured it out. <laughs> they basically found out he is one of the highest paying people in all entertainment yeah yeah like not just games no no, no i in know all of enter in the entire yes. entertainment business yeah, yeah. and they, everyone kind of went well considering what you own and the size of the company and what's going on here you make way too much money how how are you making more money than like warner brothers yeah like, what yeah. the hell <laughs> yeah so a bunch of the stakeholders went ah he makes too much money so i don't yeah. know what they're voting on or what they're doing but basically the stakeholders reducing his money rallied against or this guy reappropriating yeah. it and sending it other places but that's yeah. the thing if like if he's making the money on like you know capital gains on shares he owns then what the fuck are they gonna do no that, that's different no i think it's like like literally his payout oh just like the, his sheer his salary, salary. Yeah, okay whatever. okay 
Yeah, so that was funny. The <laughs> other one was, hey, I got I get to bring Blizzard up twice now. Ooh. In this one. Hearthstone 2. So they basically, you know, we did it last week. Um, StarCraft Ghost. Yeah, we did it last week. Sil- <laughs> oh silence of, you know, <laughs> s- blackout, right? Yeah. We went, hey, blackout. We're, we're we did, yeah. This. We we did, yeah. Out of, out of respect for for everything going on, we 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 kept it quiet for the last five or yeah, six days, so everyone could focus on what needs to be focused on. And um, they put out a similar, they put out a statement as well yep. about supporting the protests and Black Lives Matter. And everyone just went, "Really, you support the protests here, but not in China, Blitzkong motherfucker?" Ooh, <laughs> so I didn't even think about that. That's right. They're yeah. totally being hypocrites. Yep. And wow. everyone, just, everyone called them out on it. Yep. Hardcore. Yep. Wow. Why didn't they think of that? <laughs> because they're idiots. That. That's crazy. I like, didn't even see they put out a statement, but it's fucking dumb to do that. Yep. They're PR people. I honestly, and, and I don't normally bad talk PR people. Yeah. But the f- people who work for Blizzard must be morons. They have Because to like, be. as soon as I saw that, before looking at anywhere else, I'm like, Okay, this is bad for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Like as soon as I was reading the th- thing, that as soon as it came out, yeah. and I'm like, first off, people go call them out on China. I knew like, that was the first thing that wow, jumped in my head. Oh man! And the, and after that, I'm like, you guys were way too slow on the drop on this Dude, because the whole- because the fact that you couldn't keep up with recent events, I'm like, what the fuck else are you doing? The whole blitz chung debacle, honestly. But like, like it, it's just it's crazy that they would even think like. They don't understand that they don't have the authority at this point to speak on anything but Blizzard games. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be doing anything else but talking about that. And the thing is, like, yeah, and on top of that, if they were trying to now start looking, at least appearing to give a shit, they should have acknowledged that they fucked up beforehand. Because by not acknowledging their right. earlier fuck-ups... Right. Now they just look like hypocrites. Yeah. If they acknowledge it, they wouldn't look like hypocrites. They look like they're trying to to become yeah, better at what what they should have they, been good at in the first they place. They thought it was going to get swept under the rug last time. That's for sure. Yeah, and yeah. it didn't, and it's not gonna. And wow. that's the that's the thing they don't realize is because like people nowadays are becoming very political. Yeah. In this very heated climate, and they're not forgetting those slights. Well, it's super compounded this year because we just came out of the the you know and the, people the have US nothing else to fucking the COVID do. crisis and, yeah. and the isolation and media getting pushed back and stuff getting canceled or, or delayed, and then we move right into this, which has been a whole thing and yeah. uh, and not necessary thing as as a matter of fact, and uh, it's wild to, to see how it's going, and and I cannot believe that they would make a statement like that. Yeah. <laughs> No, not on this, on anything else. But they, they just don't understand the lack of credibility. So anyway, good job, Blizzard. Yeah, they fucked up. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I just, I just read that and just, what the fuck? <laughs> right, yeah. Just dumb. I'm starting to think now that businesses, entertainment businesses, and maybe even businesses in general... Unless your business is politics, stay the fuck out. Stay the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, just. Stay I don't want to yeah. hear your statements. I don't want to. I get it. That, you know, a lot of people are being called upon to support things, and that's great. Sure, but you know what? Your business. Shut well, the fuck up. You know, it's tricky um, because I think Valve's done that though. They've always taken the stance of not fucking speaking out, yeah. and I don't think they have. And it was funny. I think somebody actually sent a meme to me. I'll find it somewhere. I'll send it to you guys. But it's effectively like, um, like Epic. Uh, has come out like Epic Games has come out and you know try to support the community but Valve hasn't and someone's like so either you support uh, 
uh, Epic Game Store or you uh, support white supremacy. And it was like everyone, they did a vote thing. Everyone voted white supremacy because nobody wants to go to the Epic Game Store. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, God. I'm like, I'm pretty it's sure that's bad. not real. I'm pretty sure that's a meme. But <laughs> it was like, I will, I actually laughed because I'm like, first off, obviously nobody is voting <laughs> It has nothing to do with the actual vote, but I was like, this was really funny. <laughs> that is funny. No, I, honestly, any company that is right now making statements, they're making it in the hope. Uh, seriously, any company that is making statements isn't making those statements because that's what they actually believe. They're doing it because they don't want to get skewered and they don't want to get, um, they want to keep having the customers. They're not doing it because it's actually what yeah, they believe in. They it's tricky, it. man. Like what I've been looking at is the ones who are making a statement. So what I did is I just I posted an image of my statement uh, that I made uh, on, on the Ronin Geek accounts, mm-hmm. and, I, and I did not hashtag it, right? Because I'm not trying to draw attention to it. I'm just trying to make a statement, right? Yeah. And uh, so what I'm looking at is you know creators out there or, or major you know publishers who would put out a statement and hashtag it with everything, you know, BLM, Black Lives Matter, everything, you name it. And uh, and then at the same time, you know, there was even some creators, like, you know, trying to move um, product with, like, hashtag BLM logos on it. Ooh. Yeah. And so I, I'm looking at that, and, and, and I realized, well, if, if I want to issue a statement, it's going to have to be as flat and direct of a statement as possible. Yeah. <laughs> so because it's it's not about it's not about the statement. It's about just shutting up. Yes. And just getting the fuck out of the way yeah. and just letting this thing happen. Right. And and that's exactly what needed to happen. Not our Particularly country. from from the community of our people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, ab- absolutely. You're absolutely right on that just, one. Just get the but fuck out of the way. <laughs> all the companies that are making the statements and, and have done in the past and likely will continue to in the future, they're doing it not out of a place of sincerity and. I think, right. yes, there will be a bit of a, next time a big event occurs, yeah. there will be a bit of a backlash that they're like, sure. hey, how come you're not saying anything? You just don't say anything. Honestly, after two or three events, no one will expect you to say anything. Right. You'll be out of the water. Yeah. yeah. You'll take a burn for the first two or three. After right. that, you'll be fine. But to just be honest, the though, those companies shouldn't be um, weighing in because that is not a, a matter for the companies. That is a matter for the people. Yeah, and I mean, and don't get me wrong. I get supporting a movement a hundred percent, and I would never be against anything mm-hmm. like that. But if you're looking to corporations to fix your problems, you got you're problems. going <laughs> the wrong fucking way. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good version of that. I like that, that that's statement. a good point, man. <laughs> like seriously, though, I don't mind someone like. It's kind of part of the reason why we're here. I mean, if you're if you're gonna get some support where people like you know need it. That's fine and well, but you should never be relying on a corporation, yeah. ever. Oh, sure. I think it's fine if someone like Bobby Kotick were to come out on his own personal Twitter, a hundred percent, and say something because that's, that's that's different. Not the company that's that's the, that's the individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. But as a company, I don't care. Just no. Go go yeah. do what you do, and we'll keep consuming. Yeah, I did sign consume. our statement as me. <laughs> so yeah. when, I, when I did that, well, no, so no, and, and we're not a company by any means. We're right. three jackasses in the basement, right? And and you know, I'm all for supporting like rights oh yeah sure yeah but like as a corporation i would yeah shut the fuck up mm-hmm. because you're you're not what should be shaping a community <laughs> they're literally trying to burn you down right now <laughs> yeah like a, a corporation's there to to drain your fucking wallet if you're looking for True. support there you're looking for support in the wrong spot well yeah. you won't find empathy that's for sure no, no. <laughs> so. now don't get me wrong there are obviously very unique businesses out there sure 
but the ones that people have been commenting on are not them. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And I think the ones who did well, you know, would be the the same ones who maybe, you know, made a statement or didn't make a statement, but also, you know, took care of their employees during COVID and things sure. like that. Right. Yeah. So and, I, I think and, that's, that's maybe the standard here that we should hold them to is, you know, did you take care of people when you really had the chance? To, yes, right? that's correct. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, it, it, it is what it is, right? Yep. So... So in good news, yay, yay, Satisfactory came to Steam. Woo! So it came out. It came out. Awesome. I don't know if it's still classified as early access though. Uh, yeah, it I don't know. Probably is. Probably is. But it, it came available to Steam now. Yeah. So now I cannot use the Epic Store to play it. Which can you is great. can you transfer your key? I don't know, but mm. I'm willing to buy it again. <laughs> Crazy. <sighs> yeah, that sounds that sounds weird. But I'm willing to buy it again too for for a couple of reasons. One, it's a good game, legitimately. It's an enjoyable game. I think it could be a little bit more like Factorio. I think it would be a little better in my book because I like the idea of having something that's threatening your factory as well while you build it up. Mm-hmm. But I realize it's not that, that this game. But the developers are doing a fairly good job. This is my way of supporting them. Sure. And showing them, hey, there is money to be made on this platform. What the fuck are you doing with your exclusive bullshit? Stop that. Oh, I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Much it's a, it's, it was dry. It's been it's been dry for the last couple months, right? We've just yeah. been scraping along. Yeah. Um. But I mean, playing and watching. How about that? What have you guys been doing? If we've got nothing else on new, on the news front. Uh. Yeah. Playing and watching is kind of what the rest of the episode will be about. The only thing that I would have to talk about in depth would be upload. So. Uh, for watching anyway I've, oh okay I, I yeah how was that well, that's, that's the amazon great. one right? yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, season, yeah season one on yeah. uh, uh amazon prime it was pretty good i was thinking of watching it so yeah i think it's maybe the best iteration of a show like that that they could have done okay uh and still kind of touched on all the themes they wanted to touch on good it was an interesting show and and just sort of high level you know non-spoiler i i think they did a really good job of balancing sort of the more modernized comedic take without being condescending about the technology and things like that that was that, that were in the show. Yeah. But also the one thing I found really curious about it, the comedy oftentimes bordered like idiocracy really? kind of comedy. Yeah. Because it takes place in the near future. It takes awesome. place like thirty years from now or something or twenty oh years God. from now. Yeah. Okay. And, I'm uh, actually more excited for that. And, and it was just it was just really interesting to see the kind of tongue in cheek things they would do comedically to it kind is, of make fun of it us. Was more drama, like emotional yeah. drama yes. than it was comedy, but there was definitely comedy in there. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, and and the comedy that wasn't there was very good. And then there's a couple couple characters in particular who kind of carry the comedy and do a very good job of it. Yeah, like throughout his, throughout his the series. In- yeah, his buddy inside the the the, the virtual world. Yeah, it, it, it was good. I, I was worried when I started watching it because I started watching it right near the end of my whole COVID break. Yeah, and I was kind of desperate for stuff to watch. So I okay, I'll try it out. It, it actually, I was quite amused by it. Yeah, I finished it, which means something. Yeah. yeah. Upload is rock solid. It has some good uh, actors in it as well. In fact, one of them is the younger brother of, what's his name, Robbie ML? Robbie ML. He's the brother of, was it Chris ML or Stephen ML, who plays Green Arrow? Oh, fuck. Is he a brother? Yeah. You know what? Because I saw him and I thought it was the other guy. And I'm like, wait a second. This is not right. It's funny because I was watching that and going, oh, I could have sworn I've seen this guy before. I know what he, he looks like. And I looked him up on Wikipedia, saw him in other movies or TV shows that I'd watched, and went, oh, I must have been from that. 
Mm. And but I couldn't shake the fact that he reminded me of the guy from Green Arrow. Yeah, that explains it. Yeah, Stephen Amell is is his brother's name, and Stephen Amell, of course, was the uh, Green Arrow from the Arrowverse on the CW, which is kind of the whole DC universe on the CW yeah. currently running as the Arrowverse. And interestingly, they look very similar. And he was a, he was a pretty good actor. He did a good job because um, I guess he was supposed to be kind of like the handsome airheaded guy but is a character he kind of proves himself over and over again throughout the series yeah. it was definitely a very very cool show but i would highly recommend upload to anybody who hasn't seen it yet it's airing right now on amazon prime you got the first 10 episode season up uh you know so, some interesting endings in it as well to kind of carry it into a potential season two so hopefully uh that's in the cards what's funny is the robert amell guy was in um the tomorrow people oh yeah as firestorm as well for cw so the both brothers are known oh, for no kidding. CW. Oh, right. Yeah, he was Firestorm. Right. The first Firestorm. Yeah, the first Firestorm, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, you're right. Uh, that, which, by the way, I actually liked the the Firestorm character. Um, in both iterations of him, actually. I liked both of them. I liked the Professor. If you ever watched him in, in The Flash. I didn't watch the, the other... Oh, the thing. Legends of Tomorrow. Right? Yeah, no, I watched him in The Flash, which he was only in for a couple of episodes. Yeah, I like the actor as well. But the, all of the actors were very cool. Did the Did you ever see him split apart? No, no. Oh, okay. Oh, you missed out either. because, uh, oh, you never watched it? I barely watched that show. Oh, okay, fair enough. I barely watched it, the CW. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I understand that, yeah. I just, that was, um a lot of that has been when I have nothing else to watch. I'd, I'd put on, like, The Flash, because it's enjoyable. Yeah, so that's what you've been watching? Yeah, it was Upload, and uh, I also have been playing Witcher 3, which we've discussed in the last couple episodes, and yeah, man, like, I've come to the conclusion, I'm just... Have you finished The Bloody Baron? Yeah, I finished. I finished that quest line. Holy shit! It Can was we talk crazy. About it, Rob, do you know? Not yet. No, okay. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna okay. be. Sorry. Okay, I'll be playing it soon. I'll move it up the list. Okay. But honestly, like, I I feel like a dumbass for having ignored this particular game for as long as I have. The original game came out in 2015. Yep. And I don't know where the fuck I've been for the last five years, but you're presumably Clearly not playing doing the right something. Thing. Yeah, but not doing the right thing. Like, I thought the same thing. I got the year, the uh, game of the year edition, yeah. which came out like a year after the, the yeah, yeah. edition. Sorry? What? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I didn't play it for two, maybe three years after it was released. Yeah. And I thought the exact same thing. How, how did I, how did I avoid this? I just kept thinking, oh, it's another open world. I don't really like open world. How did I avoid this? It's, it, it. For me, like thinking, so it came out four years after like Skyrim is an example, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so they're both Western style RPGs, you know, open world, you know, taking on quests, things like that, you know, point A to point B, do the thing. And uh, it does it so much better, like just way better. The world (laughs) feels like a world. It It doesn't feel like a a large playmat with just robots going around. Right. And and I feel, I feel compelled. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and and I feel compelled to actually sit and watch the exchanges between characters and there's actually story arcs kind of intertwining yeah. and things happening. And the decisions that you're making in the game compared to things like I'm thinking back to like the Mass Effect series and, and other stuff I've played where where decisions really, you know, ultimately don't amount to a whole lot. In this game, like you really fuck stuff up, st- fuck stuff up if you make a bad decision. See, that's I mean, but there is but no bad. decision. You're right. You're right. I, I worded that. There's wrong. no right or wrong. It's it's just... like worse or worser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like none of these things are really. In fact, so what I did is I actually went in in one of the missions where 
you're um you team up with with uh with a certain redhead who shall go unnamed for Rob's sake. And I already you, know who that is. Go, okay, don't don't spoil it for anybody here. And you actually have to go and attack uh some of the 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 witch hunters, right? Mm. And the way that panned out, I'm like maybe I did it wrong. So I kind of saved my game. I went back to a checkpoint just before I went in and played it through again. And and the decisions you make throughout definitely different events happen during the course of that quest that didn't happen the first time and some of them are fucked up right some of them are so fucked up but you do make it through on the other side in a very similar fashion but then some of the decisions you make even in the course of that really affect relationships with people outside of that quest right and uh and and i was i was just i'm just blown away by it so far it's the only game where i have a heart normally once i play a game through once and i see beginning to end mass effect style I can see that decision led to this. This right. decision led to you can right. see the trees. It's very obvious. Yep. Yeah. In The Witcher Three, I there were some that were pretty obvious. Yeah. But for a large portion of it, I couldn't figure out the decision that I made that led to this. I'm like, how did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> what did I fuck up? Who did I fuck up? What? Who did I yeah. fuck? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I've gone looking online to see if you know see the patterns. And it's not just one decision that led you there. Right. The game will, based on a bunch of the decisions you make... It's a web, right? It's like a web. It's not a tree. It's not a tree. Based on a bunch of the decisions you make, it gives you... You know, it makes certain decisions. Yeah, it's like you're pulling a lot of strands in one direction. Yeah. And and not just one string. You know what I mean? And and that's that's the idea behind it, I think, the the philosophy behind the storytelling. And man, it's powerful. Like, I'm just very impressed by the game through and through. Uh, I feel like I'm... I must be thirty more than thirty hours in, and I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. Like just in terms of the sheer amount of content that's oh, yeah. in the game, and right now I couldn't even tell you how many active quests I have right now, and it's a lower amount than what I had a week ago. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> at least three or four dozen. Like it's it's just some huge number of things that are going on that I can hop to at any time, and uh, and some of them are like higher. They, it'll it'll indicate if it's too high level for where you're currently at, and maybe don't do this yet, so you can pursue something that's more more close to your level. But there's just so much to do and so much to explore, and it's a game that at first I didn't think it was going to be the kind of game that rewarded you for exploring, but I was wrong, and it's absolutely rewarding me for exploring. In fact, in a lot of ways, it seems to me that that Breath of the Wild took a lot of cues from this game in terms of the exploration, what happens uh, mm-hmm. on the path of exploration. There's all these little offshoots and things yep. that are that are going on. I don't know if they designed it based on that, if not, or whether it's just new. No, age no, I'm style. saying Breath of the World. They were inspired from Witcher Three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. possible, but it's it's hard because they'll never say it because then they could potentially get sued for yeah. you know blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. but well, it, they obviously didn't because there's, there's not a lot of boobies in, in, <laughs> in Breath of the Wild. So there's a lot of booty, <laughs> uh, a lot of Zelda booty. <laughs> oh God, um, Link in his underwear. <laughs> mm. But does this give you more hope for <laughs> Cyberpunk? Yes, it gives me Cyberpunk. I'm telling you now, they just make Cyberpunk like this, but in Cyberpunk universe. I'm golden. Dude, dude, yeah. I'm like I'm I'm like making vaporwave music right now. I'm like I'm so <laughs> excited for Cyberpunk and like where this is headed toward the end of the year. I'm and, happy uh, that you're excited for oh, it. Oh, dude, I'm so I'm over the moon. And I saw there was actually a statement from the guy who made the original Cyberpunk uh tabletop game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he came out and he said he's like awesome. just he's like just so you guys know, this wasn't supposed to be like Something like I forget how he worded it. Something that you champion, or something that's like really positive outcome, or something yeah. like that. He's like, "This is a really fucked up world," and I'm just thinking, like, "Yes, even more. <laughs> give me dark. Yeah, give, yeah. give me." 
Uh, <laughs> I want double cyber dick. <laughs> like I, I think that people are starting to realize that their their taste for the fucked up has been increasing over time. Oh no, it's a problem. <laughs> it, it's is it, or have we just found the solution? Let's put it this way: Pornhub <laughs> thinks it's a problem for me. So it's, oh yeah, it's uh well, it's I like that Witcher though. There's a lot of fucked up in it, but a lot of it's very cynical too, and, yeah. and it's very cynical of itself in many ways and during many of the missions, and uh, and and that includes when you know characters are taken away from you, you Honestly, know what I mean, or when you have to make a choice that ultimately leads to a character definitely getting taken away. It's like, well, you know, here you go, you just spent all this time, you know, investing in this character, and now you're gonna have to make a choice that will likely kill them. The <laughs> entire moral, get over it. Yeah, there, there are two the morals to it. the entire uh, Witcher like theme. Like, there's two themes that just go throughout the books and the games yes first one is you can't escape destiny true that's the true. first one the mm -hmm. most obvious one the second most obvious one is humans are more of a monster than monsters are totally that totally you think the the werewolf you think the geist is the monster no yeah. humans are the monster yeah totally you get you get a sense of that the first time in witcher 3 when you find the Nilfgaardian encampment and it's just, it's so like just dark and gritty and stormy and moody and just, man, it's just fucking nasty, man. Just After the first tutorial? So no, like uh, way down, like the big garrison. Like oh, the whole, yeah, yeah. The, when, the, main, when, the main capital. Yeah. No, when you get to, uh, what is it, Vellus? Down in the south southeastern corner of Vellus, there's a massive, it's like, it's like this it huge head. area where they're held up and you can't go in most of it because it's just this massive tented camp encampment. Oh. But, uh, but it's just, it, it was just... You, you really get a sense of that there, and then throughout the game, you like I ran to do an elf the other day, and he was encountering some issue, and the Witcher says, "Oh, you're you're looking you're looking to find somebody to take care of this monster for you." He's like, "Oh no, there's no monsters around here, only humans." So well, and you're like, "Oh, okay, well that's my mission. I have to go after some humans." <laughs> but yeah, and the humans in this game are just fucked up, man. Yeah, like they're, they're absolutely they're the monsters. insane. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just crazy good game. I, I I love the I love the morality and the twists on morality. Uh, I like Geralt of Rivia more now than ever. Uh, and this is this is starting from the beginning of watching The Witcher, le like last oh, December yeah. on TV, and I I hated him. I thought he was a dumb character. And then by the end of The Witcher series, I'm like, I like him a lot. I get it. I'm I'm on board. And then in playing the game, I'm just like, F fuck yeah, this guy, hell yeah, I, I want to be a Witcher. He's kind <laughs> of a blank canvas in the sense, and he was written that way. Yeah, he, you know, kind of like Bella from Twilight was. Geralt is the <laughs> empty vessel that she you are like, supposed to project yourself in. That's yeah, an amazing yeah. comparison. Thank you. <laughs> Have you not? No, I'm going to use that a lot more. Okay, often it's now. true though. Oh no, it's because it'll induce so much rage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember my background is from trolling people online when I was like <laughs> yeah. a teenager. So now I'm like, hmm. this is your the podcast is just your upped game. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, like, it's not even just that. It's that now when I get into conversations with people, I find crafty ways to place little like nuggets like that. <laughs> like you compare Daryl to the main character it, from Twilight, <laughs> and you already know that if somebody is not composed and ready for you to drop that acid bomb on them, they're gonna flip the fuck out. <laughs> well, they must, it's true. They I must, know it is. They must but have done a good amazing. job because I projected on the Bella. I was like. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going. Edward. It felt like one a of fourteen them, right? year old girl yeah, learning yeah. about herself and her comfort and who she loved. <laughs> and do I want werewolf dick or vampire dick? Absolutely, werewolf all the time. <laughs> uh, that answers way too many questions I didn't want to know. <laughs> Don't oh, get me wrong. I would be a vampire personally, but that's not the dick I want. By the way, I the, I was telling you last time huh. I had trouble with the the first werewolf mission in the game. Like I was having oh, was a, rough. a, a lot of trouble beating him. Yeah, yeah. So what I did is I just went away and did my own thing for a while, and I went back when I was like double the level <laughs> that that mission needed. 
I just fucking smoked him. <laughs> just fucking railed on him. And I spent a good amount of time making sure that I had uh, uh, like a way leveled up silver sword to do it with because I was so pissed at it. So it gave me the resolve to go and spend hours like looking for ingredients and buying things and trading and making the sword ultimately so I could go back just to kick his ass, which and I did. You bought and made a sword that just says, just for you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I made the I, I have this sword made into a with a mirror like substance so you could watch yourself fucking die. <laughs> That's why it says bad motherfucker on it. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, yeah, fucking crazy good game. Like I just I don't know where I've been. So now now I need to go and get like um the last couple of Assassin's Creed games that we're talking about because I th- I think they're on sale right now and then, mm-hmm. and then Metal Gear Solid five because I also never you played still that. Haven't played that. I know, that blows my mind. I got problems and uh and, and now I'm gonna go back and play all these games that I'm certain are gonna be some of my new favorite games. The hard part though, and see this is a lot of the reason why I haven't played The Witcher yet. And uh, I've talked about this with uh Scott a couple times, though I don't know if I talked with you about you, Adam. A lot of the reasons why I haven't been playing The Witcher is because there's a lot of other games out there that I know that I will really, really enjoy. So I go and I play those first because I know as soon as I play The Witcher, I can't go back and play those games. I got you. Because The Witcher, I already know, is a very good game. Yeah. That's that's the problem here, is that I am fully aware of how good that game is, yeah. but when I play that game, all other games in that genre go away. I, I would say that this playing this has cured my desire to ever go back and play Elder Scrolls Five again. Hopefully Elder Scrolls Six kind of elevates it somehow and makes well, it a new game again, but that, like, Bethesda just, has it took, to. It took that formula and just made it great yeah like it's just so good bethesda has to not fuck up their next elder scrolls release well i think that's why it's going to take them 20 years to make it and that's probably a good idea to let people kind of forget about a lot of the problems that happened well elder scrolls 5 is still one of the most beloved games of all time and i'm sure it'll stay that way but i'm but what i'm saying though is that if six doesn't step up to the plate and deliver on an improvement bethesda is going to lose a lot of stock to be fair bethesda in, in, I mean that in in the sense of You're, gamers, but what you mean is built-in breast size mods? No, <laughs> oh, no, we don't need those. Oops. Mod community's good enough. They're they're not known for you know. Right now, Project Red is known for their perfect game. Like it's it's it balanced. It, it pretty much runs without any glitches right from the get go. More or less. There's always there's always small things, but yeah, yeah there's always Roach, and um, <laughs> but Bethesda is known for. Listen, this is going to be a fucked up game. It's not going to be fully developed, but you're going to have a system to build whatever the fuck you want in it. And that's really what those games are for. Everyone that yeah. I know that plays a Bethesda game mods the shit out of it. Yep. Because that's what you do in that game. That's just standard operating procedure. That's what that yeah. game is for. Mm. It's kind of like the reason people used to buy Warcraft 3. Yeah. It's barely about the game. It's more about the arcade. map settings. Yeah. Mm. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Not entirely wrong. Anyway, the the actual games have their own stuff, but you're right. Well, it's, that's that's actually it for my playing and watching now. I got What were you at? What up? Fart knockers. Aries. Stop insulting people. These are potential listeners. Yeah, I'm so sure. Happy horror coffee break. Old-time horror radio show. 
We take the best and worst ah! creepy pasta stories online, and our finest of quality reenactors perform them for you in the style of old-timey horror radio dramas. Everyone knows it's just you disguising your voice poorly. No, it's not. Besides, we have an abundance of great guests. There's music and t-shirts. And a bunch of dick and fart jokes. You're not wrong. <laughs> Catch us on all the major podcasts, thingamawoppers. We're on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Schlapstick, Hard Knockers, and the rest. Idiot. Tune in every other Friday. There's a new episode. Or just stick your head in an oven. Same difference. Aries. <laughs> we need to have a little chat. <laughs> Toodles! The fourth hand shines. Um, I actually, so I don't know whether they just put them on Netflix or not recently, or whether I just noticed it, but they, I've been on like uh, trio movie binges, and they just put the three TMNT movies. Huh. Nice. I don't know if I just you noticed You said on, on Netflix? Yeah. Oh, okay. Netflix Canada. I don't know whether it's been up there and I just haven't noticed it. Possibly. Or whether they just put it up there, but it's been on trend on my trending. I haven't seen up, it at so. all, so it's probably new. It, okay, fair enough. So they put all three up on there, and I rewatched them. I haven't watched those since I was a kid. And you know what? I liked them when I was a kid. I fucking like them now. Okay. Yeah, these are these are some old movies too. I think TMNT one came out in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. So yeah, live oh. action film. And there was a clear difference. Sorry, I need to say something, and you can either edit this out or leave this in. It's up to you. Leave it in. <laughs> leave it in. Um, we need to find a day. One of these days. And whether or not if we record it, I don't care. Um, but we need to watch really, really high, mind you. We need to get really high so you guys need to clear your schedules. Because we're going to watch the Mario Brothers movies. Oh, Shit. movies. Plural. Oh, well, there's a bunch of scripts out there. So we're going to read those over, too. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and trust me, if you think the movie was bad. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the scripts that could have been, my friend. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, because a lot of the old, um, like, various formats of the script before they went with their final draft mm -hmm. were released to the internet. We should probably oh, just no. focus on the scripts. We, yeah, we probably will for the podcast, but yeah. I think that we should really revel in in the travesty that was the Mario Brothers movie. Wow, man! I want to do it. I'm game because I think that that's the only way to consume that movie. But we but we read the parts <laughs> like the characters from the video games, not the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we may need to line up some extra time after or watch something like Promare or something like that. But <laughs> so yeah, I rewatched TMNT. Watched and coincidentally, I watched. I, I didn't. So Netflix first was like, "Hey, here's TMNT two. And I went, oh, okay, that's great. I'll watch that. Secret of the Use. Secret of the Use. To those who don't know. Yeah, so I clicked on that because that was the first one that <laughs> when, came When up. everyone was like completely obsessed with slime in movies. Yeah. That there, was, was a, you, there was a time. There was I, a time. We've talked about this yes. before. Yeah. There was a time when if you made a sequel film, it included some kind of ooze. Oh, It was sure. like a law. It yeah. was crazy. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Flubber. Um, <laughs> it was like near the end of that. There wasn't even Austin Powers. Didn't they have like an ooze of some kind? Oh, I'm sure they did. Oh, Power the revitalization vats. The second series of Power Rangers ushered in uh, 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 what is this? Zordon? Zordon. No, Zerg? no, uh, fucking ooze. Oh, what was his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was all about ooze, though. The movie, the Power Rangers movie. Oh, that was a great movie. Which ushered in the second season. Like, if if you make sequels to anything, even some original properties, it's got to be about ooze. Yeah, the power of the ooze or something like that. Was yeah, the name Ghostbusters two. Yeah, man. So <laughs> it's true. They made this movie. It brought it out on Netflix number two. I clicked on it, watched it. 
And then after, it was like, hey, by the way, do you want to watch number one? I went, you son of a bitch! <laughs> There's no why continuity, though. Why don't you though? look for one? Does Tarantino away? Who cares? Just, yeah, that's did what I did. Did even have, like, the same April O'Neil? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. But it is the same story. And but and there's not even an April O'Neil in the third one. There's just like an Asian. Oh, uh, she is in the third one. She is. I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure she's in the third one, but only at the beginning. Oh, okay, yeah. When they're still in New York, I haven't or watched the third yeah. one yet. Yeah. So because so I went to number two. Watch number. I, I decided I'd follow the same pattern in which I did. Um, yeah. Uh, Back to the Future. So I watched the second one. Enjoyed the shit of it. It was a lot more comedy. So yeah. in comparison to the first one, the first one was a lot darker. Mm-hmm. Yes. The second one was a lot more comedy, and actually, I like number two more than number one. Really? Like quite a large margin. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Like, quite a large margin. My brother disagrees with me, but he's wrong. Um, <laughs> so then I went to You have a watch... platform, though, so that yeah. makes you inherently right. <laughs> <laughs> so then I went to the third movie, watched about ten minutes, and went, oh, God, I'll go watch the first one first. I have to build up to this shithole. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I remember even as a kid I was like maybe 10 or 11 when that came out and I remember even realizing back then that this movie is absolute trash <laughs> like I just no, turtle, I don't know it was turtles back in time or turtle I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah uh... I, they really should have named it turtles in time but whatever they didn't No I, I think it's just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 I don't think it actually has Oh really yeah, and, and they go, basically, they go back in time to feudal Japan, feudal right? feudal Japan, yeah. 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 I've is, never seen that, actually. It is so fucking bad. Yeah. Oh, oh, my I'm God. Sure. I'm sure it's horrible. Oh, even, how, even how, like, how like, racist is it, I wonder? Oh. <laughs> Probably very. Okay, even the first one was kind of racist. No way, you don't say? <laughs> oh, because Splinter was talking with, like, a Japanese accent No, or no, 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 because there was the foot guy, there was a bunch of foot guys talking at some point. And they they were speaking with a terrible Japanese accent, like oh about as god. good as I could pull off. Oh like, my god! Oh, we are the foot. Oh, <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! If Adam did all the voiceover for a TV, <laughs> yeah. you should you should find a different word for them too, because foot guy just makes it like people who are in a feed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they named themselves. I can't help that. Oh, okay. Foot bitches. Foot foot bitches. The second one didn't even try, at least. The second one was just, hey, I'm in the foot. Uh, <laughs> like, he was just a Brooklyn Brooklyn dude, just like, April O'Neil. I love it in the great. second one, though, that there's, like, this this whole underground, like, I don't know what, like, a warehouse or something, yeah. and it's filled with, like, angry teenagers. Also, and they have everything. That's they the have, first like, one, yeah. That's the first one, and they, yeah. have, like, they have, like, a skate park, and they got arcade machines, and they're playing fucking Narc and down in there, yeah. man, which is a sweet arcade game from back then. Like, and as a kid... I was certain that was the coolest fucking thing I had ever seen in my life. And to this day, it still kind of is. Yeah, except <laughs> now you realize it's probably shit there. Because <laughs> it's literally in a sewer? Yeah. No, no, this was this was like a warehouse. Oh, okay. So, yeah, then the third one, the acting just drops like a rock. The, the, everything dropped. Even everything the, dropped. The phone even, it in movie. I remember yeah. even the costumes oh. didn't look as good, which oh, is which terrible. is bizarre because they did a great job on the costumes in the first couple. I haven't looked at the credits because I, I haven't muscled through it yet. I will. I don't think it was done by the Henson production company this time around. Uh, for would, the third for one? the third one. I don't know. I'll have to get through the... If they are... Oh, God, Henson. What the fuck? What, what happened? What, what happened during those years? Did you, did you have a, a big problem? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened if it was. But if it wasn't, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. It's interesting that, uh, like, back then, they even got, like, big-name voices for their day. Like, Corey Feldman, I think he did um, uh, Michelangelo's voice. In TMNT oh, really? 3, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So there, there was some interesting things back then about it. Interestingly, the movie still made money. It says it had a uh, budget of $21 million, made 
55 million. So it somehow managed as to turn a profit. As far as I'm aware, the way it works is if you have one or two good movies, your third movie is shit, and people will go watch it because they go, oh, I, the first yeah, two first were good. good. Yeah. And then they realize it's shit, and then the movie after that won't make as much money. So yes. here's the thing. It, it only released in two territories. Oh, really? And one of them was not Japan. <laughs> <So> <laughs> The U.S. presumably in Canada, of course, and uh, in British Hong Kong. <laughs> oh God! Interesting. Wow. Oh my God. Brutal. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna get through it. I I will do it for mankind, but it will suck. I will I will not be the same man on the other side. I'm just I'm looking over the the synopsis on Wikipedia, <laughs> and I'm just thinking like this would have been the synopsis that someone walked into an office with and was like, "Let's make this fucking movie." Like, let's this is <laughs> this is the one. This is gonna make us some money, and it just looks like absolute trash. Like, I just there's nothing interesting about the story here. So, oh, April O'Neil is in it. So she is um, she's shopping at a flea market in preparation for her upcoming vacation. Oh. Yeah, that's what girls do. They shop. So yeah. that's, yeah, yeah. So totally oh, unbelievable that we could have April O'Neil shopping. So uh, there was one toy that I saw from maybe it was one of the one of the 90s series where they had an April O'Neil figure. Mm-hmm. And every character in this line of toys from TMNT had a weapon, obviously. So like you have right. Casey Jones with his hockey stick. You got Donatello with the bow staff. You got uh, Splinter. I think he also had a staff or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and April O'Neil... Had a fucking Glock. So really? I posted on Rona Geek. She has a gun, <laughs> a full-on gun. <laughs> like that's Get what. Get the her... fuck out of here! Put him in the cab, your ass. She is from New York. <laughs> she is from New York, from '80s New York, there's, even rougher. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like a, a Foot Clan walks by. She's like, "Hey, I'm walking here. Yeah, I'm walking here." <laughs> they say something to her. She just lifts up the corner of her shirt to show the the handle of the gun. <laughs> <laughs> Or no, she's got the jumpsuit, so she's probably wearing like the straps underneath. She's strapped, she's the matrixed all underneath. <laughs> she's got guns everywhere. April O'Neil is absolutely strapped in the original TMNT. Guarantee I love it. it. The foot just shows up, and he she kind of pulls the uh, uh, Indiana Jones, where they're like whoa, 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 yeah. whipping their weapons around, and she just pulls up the Glock and wham, shoots it. Fuck it, I'm done. <laughs> It's so like, one of my favorite movies in any movie. <laughs> one of my favorite moments in any movie ever. So I would love to see that. Out of curiosity, at any point, does the foot ever fight the hand? Ooh, good question. Yeah. Good question. Uh, oh, no, they can't. They can't. Because yeah. the foot would be technically, I think, TMNT is a DC property now. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, man. And the hand is a is a Marvel property still. Yeah, yeah. There could be a crossover. So when there's a crossover, yeah. When there's a crossover. It'd be worth it. The hand it. fighting the foot. They're they're both equally as useless. So I think I think it'd yeah. be a really good fight. <laughs> no, sh- <laughs> no shit. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, that, TMNT. Hell yeah, it. dude. And no games. Kawabunga! I had to get one out. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, Jesus. So no games at all? No games. Wow. Well, I was supposed to play Dawn uh, of War with you, and I uh, I did do Kill Team. Have we talked about our Kill Team? Our Kill Team match? Yeah. No, I don't think we have, have we? Oh, you two played against each other. Yeah. In this last week. Yes. Yeah. So the Clash of the Clash of the Titans. Yeah, so uh, why don't you t- say what you fielded and then I'll say what I fielded. <laughs> so and, the and then Alex rules. can guess who won. Yeah, so the game's rules state that you cannot have a kill team with less than three models. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into it, this is the part where I'm gonna cut out and play the Street Fighter theme. Round one fight!
Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Round one. Um, yeah, fight. So, in the game, you're, it, it says in the base rules, you can never have less than three units as a part of your kill team. That okay. is a staple rule. That's a staple rule. It's in the rule book. Sweet. Yeah. There is, however, an addition to the rule book that does exist. Which an addendum. Calls elites, and it's an elites, like an add-on book, an expansion. Of so course, that one has a group, a faction, called the Custodians. The Adeptus Custodians. Hmm. They custodians, are yeah. the, ja the janitors. The janitors, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, they definitely clean up house. And they definitely clean up house. <laughs> These are, you know how space marines are supposed to be the pinnacle, pure pinnacle yeah. of mankind? Right. Imagine if they took the best space marines, yeah. trained them even further, gave them even more expensive armor. Okay. That's what these guys are. These, That's pretty sweet. These guys could take on two or three space marines by themselves. That's awesome. Yeah. But in this rule set, they're allowed to have two. Interesting. Because in a in a hundred and twenty five point game, there is literally no way to get more. There is literally no way to get more than three units without be going over limit. Okay. So I fielded two guys. Yeah. That's it. I fielded two guys. Nice. <laughs> I fielded seventeen. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this could not have gone any different. <laughs> oh, it was. Really close. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so, which, hats off to Games Workshop, well done balancing your game. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, I was playing as a swarm of Hormigons, which are Tyranid units. So they are like... I remember I remember us talking about the Hormigons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If people are familiar with StarCraft, they're Zerglings. Yeah. It's yeah. effectively what they are. Um, and then I had a warrior. You had and a special one. What was it called? Type, two. I had two special ones. I had a leader, which was a, a warrior. They look like the Hydralisk. Yeah. Kind of from uh, StarCraft. And yeah, yeah. the Tyrant Guard, I think, was the other one I had. Hive Guard or something. Hive like Guard. I think it's Tyrant Guard. Yeah. And, uh, which one was the happiest boy? Uh, he's a Hormagon. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> and we actually have some cool news about the happiest boy. Really? Yeah. yeah. So the goal here was Rob, I chose a unit of one of my units. Yeah. One of my two units. His entire goal was to within five ish rounds, kill that one guy. That's all he had to accomplish okay. to win. Yeah. And swarmed obviously i just got swarmed at some point sure. i had two yeah. guys separate of each other with a circle of zerglings around them just clawing <laughs> away yeah four rounds go by and at the end of four rounds the way it works is the defender or the attacker or whoever rolls a dice and if it's above a certain number you go another round right? yeah and then the next round that number gets bumped and you roll another dice so it gets less and less likely you'll less continue. and less likely that you'll continue your rounds we got all the way up to the max amount of rounds, which is six rounds. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the sixth round, finally, after all the dust settles, Rob's, I've killed dozens of Rob's guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, just the field is littered with his corpses of his Hormagons. <laughs> yeah. And they're all circled around two piles. My two custodians are basically just sitting still, swiping everyone around them. <laughs> yeah. It was <laughs> brutal. Brutal. And right at the end, Rob has... Three guys swinging on my on the guy, character he has to assassinate. Yeah, I do all these rerolls. All the things happen. He was basically three attacks, and he won. Killed my custodian. Not just that, he killed him with Happy Boy, the happiest boy. Oh, yeah, the happiest boy got like a lucky nice. fucking strike in, and he couldn't save against it, so it went through. Very nice. There's something to it. Yeah, yeah I yeah. I basically had. The, the chances of him dying to that one attack, let alone the, the I don't I don't know about the math of all the attacks, but yeah. the odds of him dying to that one attack were 
somewhere in the realm of one in eight hundred or something like that. Yeah, I the exact <laughs> it's, it's, really it's some ridiculous number. So that was a moment of sheer joy and celebration. <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I to be honest, I was willing to throw the match at that point. Like, I was like, <laughs> it's like, all right, you win. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you accomplished something great. So. <laughs> can't take that from the happiest boy. No, you can't. You, you can't. be the saddest boy. Goes down in history. <laughs> so ultimately, I think because we we had determined normally you're not supposed to tell the opponent what army you're fielding. Yeah. Before you before the but we knew. Time. We both agreed long ago. This mm. is what we were going to do yeah. because yeah. how could we not? Yeah. I mean, he was also buying, like, the figures, too. No, 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 no. this was digital. Yeah, it's oh, all digital. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm going to be buying the figures, though. Okay, cool. So, I, th- I think it worked out. It played out. It was hilariously fun yes. to play. Um, basically, 90% of the game was Rob rolling dice. <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah. He had so many units attacking. I, he was like, okay, listen, Rob, just roll your dice. I'm going to go eat dinner and just tell me how many saves <laughs> I need to make. <laughs> At one point, he did actually leave the table, and I just rolled a bunch. It's roll, <laughs> right, roll, right, roll. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. hilarious. That's yeah. awesome. So, it yeah, six sounds like a successful campaign. We're not quite done yet, but I'm no longer top dog. Yeah. I lost, so I, I lost to you. Yeah. Which brought me down to no longer first place. It brought me down to tied for first place. Okay. Then I fought Duncan, who was the guy I was tied with. And he beat you. And he beat me. <sighs> So, so what does that dunk, make you? That makes me second place. They're tied at second place. Okay. Which it's sucks. Not even second place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. I'm hoping to regain. It's a double elimination, so we have another round where we're going to play. You know what the other name for people? second place is? First loser. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, you got to get back. Double elimination? I guess. What does that even mean? <laughs> uh, basically, they're going to, once ever, once everything is filled out, we all have our points assigned. Yeah. The top. Brad, the top few are going to play against only the top few. Oh, okay. And then the bottom few are going to play against only the bottom few. And what's, oh, okay. And the person who beats all the top few are going to go against the person who beat all the bottom few. You know, like a wild top bracket, match. bottom bracket. Yeah. And then they'll. So you technically, who when you're at low points, you have another chance. You're given another chance to make it out and win. Still. Nice. Hell yeah, man! So kill team. Yeah. It's actually yeah. really fun. Really well balanced. Yeah. Really yeah. Enjoyable. So what what have you been playing then? Uh, playing and watching. Um, I'll start with watching first. Actually, I watched uh, Space Force. Oh God. Um. Oh yeah, yeah it's on Netflix, right? Right. Did you waste? Um, I actually laughed through a lot of it. Because here's the thing: is I didn't go in with any expectations of that show, and you know who killed it for me was uh, John Malkovich. Interesting. Nailed, nailed his fucking character. Oh well. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, he usually does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, but it was like, the the writing was okay. The premise of the story is kind of eye-rolly, but it's funny. Um, but they have a fantastic capability of knowing when to place the punchline. Because there there is a point, and you'll see in the first episode, right at the end. Oh, okay. Where there's a payoff that happens, and I just fucking die laughing. Okay. I like got to at least over, see the first episode then. Yeah. <laughs> at least watch the first episode. That's my recommendation. I'm not saying this is the most amazing show. I don't think it is. But there were some genuine moments where I was like on the verge of tears laughing. Hmm. But the thing is like I'm also a huge, not just a sci-fi geek, but I also like like legitimate like space shit, yeah. right? And they touch on a lot of that. Like how would they deal with these problems in space? Yeah. Like 
dealing with enemy satellites and stuff like that, or trying to get to the moon first, like, and like colonizing it, yeah. right? And setting up a base. And they deal with all of that in the show. And it's, it's really fucking entertaining because like nobody takes the space force seriously mm-hmm. at all. Nope. <laughs> um, until, uh, until they start getting some traction and then it's like, okay, well they're actually doing stuff now. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's, it's entertaining, but like it's, it, it's, it's a comedy. Don't look for a lot of like no, reason. In it. Well, I'm not going there for depth. Is it yeah, a similar com- comedy? Is it similar comedy to the office? In some ways, okay. In some ways, but it's it is very it stands apart for okay. sure. I mean, if if he just played like Michael Scott in space, like it would be acceptable yeah. to me. Is it more similar to say the Orwell, the Seth MacFarlane? See, here's the problem: I haven't watched Orwell. Okay. And here's the thing: is not that I haven't wanted to; I just haven't got it. Uh, I've, I've also it was really good. It's yeah, good. I've it's also right. I've also been watching uh, STD, which has been interesting. <laughs> See, I refuse to call it by the actual name that they've given it. <laughs> Just like the Xbox SEX, yes, yeah. I get it. Well, Star Trek Discovery, so yes, literally, <laughs> yeah, STD, um, yeah. which I'm um, partway through the first season, and I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is really good. I've yeah. only seen this up to the second season, but it is fantastic. Yeah, so I, I've been really liking it. I like the people that they've cast for it i think do a fantastic strong job. cast the yeah, uh the captain cast. of the discovery oh great love that actor oh yeah so phenomenal. they there was a complaint about the series as a star trek series because star trek for yes. the most part is about going to other planets and experiencing other cultures and so on and so forth but i think this that, one is about intership drama it's all about yeah ship. but it's not even just that though because there are times where starfleet's been at war and it covers that yeah which is I think is actually very good. And and I have looked to a lot of the fans of Star Trek because at the end of the day, and I wasn't sure if I would really classify myself as this, but like, I actually think I am a Star Trek fan because I've watched all of the, all of the content. I'm a Star Trek fan. I've, I've actually gone through, I can, I can look at a ship in Starfleet and be like, I know what class of ship that is. No, like I can do that. So I'm like, I must actually be a fan. It's called a spaceship. Yeah, no, (laughs) no, exactly. But like, so I can, I can go through and I can do that. So I'm, I'm like, I think I actually have a lot more ground to stand on with the series, but outside of that, if you don't explore the diversity of the themes that transpire in the galaxy, that makes your show lose the gravity of its content because a lot of the exploration Mm -hmm. is done because there is ways to manage peace. But if you don't deal with what comes before peace, then the peace is hollow. Yeah. So like this, I think is was something that was needed, and I realize that people are like, "Oh, but it's not exactly Star Trek." It's like, yeah, but it is though. Yeah, and that's the problem is that people are like, "Well, we just want the exploration." I'm like, "That'll come," and it has been recently in Star Trek Discovery. There's been Discovery. Yeah, but like the thing is that it's not just Discovery about oh finding new planets and people and inducting them into Starfleet or or not because of the you know first directive and. The one thing that I've been really enjoying about Discovery is that it's discovering what it means to be Starfleet. Yeah, so it's it's discovering humanity's place in, but not even just galaxies. But not, but not humanity. Discovery. I think I think it's specifically Starfleet because okay. at this point, Starfleet is now having is being forced to deal with conflict. Yep, and it has to discover at what point do they go? We are this is where we draw the line, 
Yeah. And a lot of uh, kind of like the latitude that they give to the captain on the discovery yeah. is insane. Like mm-hmm. the things that he can do, because a lot of it is just the higher ups don't want to deal with it and they're letting him run wild. Yep. Because why so not? This is Until Jason, un- Jason Isaacs, Gabriel Lorca. Yeah. 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 Great, great yeah. actor. Right. Awesome exactly. Actor, man. So I think like overall, and, and understand that I have not watched a lot of Discovery yet. I'm still working my way through it. And then I've got to do Picard. So, I mean, sure. Oh, I'd love but, to um, see Picard. I, I haven't seen Picard yet. Right. And and I'm, I'm going to. And the thing is that from what I've seen so far, I think that if people are trying to push the show away based on the earlier stuff, I think that that is very naive to do. Because I think that those themes need to be covered by some iteration of the star trek series yeah mm-hmm. and i just i just love the whole setup of this is this is how the first contact and war happened with the klingons right i, I really like that well it's an alternate version right sure. so like but yeah you're right um it, and it's neat it's neat to follow yeah so hell yeah, yeah. man shrug star trek I don't discovery know. std baby and i'm sure some people will make arguments and yeah i've seen enterprises i realize that con- that conflict is not so foreign for starfleet but i mean like this is a very important conflict right right one thing to I forgot is they they've started and are quite a way through, maybe even done the season. I haven't gotten to the end. Um, what we do in the shadow season two? Oh really? Well, I still got to see season one. Oh, oh it was good. Fucking amazing. I love I, the movie, man. Uh, I was gonna say the one thing I, that I did see on this, and I know you haven't seen Discovery yet, so I apologize. A slight spoiler. I've seen like the first five episodes. I just never got to finish it. You got close then, but um, I just watched the episode of the first time they're in the mirror universe. Oh. So you the know first about episode. that. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yee, I'm so you excited. Have no idea. No, I know. I know I don't have any idea, but that's why I love it. Because it is like such an amazing version the of e- Star Trek. The ending of season one is is, is the ties up is the mirror. Kick. I gotta go find a way to it's finish watching it now. <laughs> nice. Okay. I, I do you I'm know what the mirror universe anything. is? What's that? Do you know what the mirror universe is? No. It's where humans it's literally humanity versus everybody else, but it's like, like old, based off old like Roman values of like just like kill to get at the top. Total war. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It is, but like Starfleet is not what you think it, it is. It has an empress. It, yeah. Oh shit, that's cool. So that's like so like it. the Klingons are allied with like Andorans and and the Vulcans and everything. Yeah, like, they it's the they all who are oppressive. Yeah, yeah. So like the Klingons and the Vulcans are like working in tandem. That's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Nah, I got to go and finish it now because I never got to see that. So yeah. So I was like, as soon as it. I saw them jump, and they're like, oh, th- this is weird. And the first time they have calm chatter with the other ship, and I'm like. I know what this is. And I was watching <laughs> it with somebody who's already seen the series and they're like, yep. <laughs> and they're like, I was waiting for this to hear your reaction. And I was like, yeah, nailed it. Cause I was able to guess it before the reveal. Oh, was, nice. yeah, was it, was on, it was on Crave in Canada. I'll, I'll go see if I can find a way to watch it. I got a uh, better cable now. So hopefully it's somewhere in that ecosystem. So yeah, or we can, we'll, or that, or I'll, I'll find a way to send it to you via ship. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Um, so, oh. uh, anything else? Anything playing? Wise? Oh yeah, uh, I played. Um, oh shit! There's a Chucklefish sale on Steam, so like Starbound stuff like that. There's another oh. one called Pathway, and it's kind of like uh, a where you kind of have an over map and you go from location to location, and each location has an event. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those events are combat, and so it's like a top down tactics 
kind of oh, combat. Nice. And uh, it's neat because it's kind of like during you're like in the desert during like when the na- Nazi Germany was kind of rolling through. Ooh. So it's like Indiana Jones. That's the idea, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, so you build up your party and you go about and as you complete the game more times, like it's always randomly generated to a degree. You can pick different people as you unlock them. So you kind of go through and play different stories. The first one is dealing with like the Nazis directly. The second yeah. one, I think, is kind of more of like an Ark of the Covenant. And then there's like other like kind of like Indian like straight Jones-y up indie, themes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think it's actually the Ark of the Covenant. It just yeah. kind of looks like it alludes to it, right? Um, but anyway, but I know that because I've been reading some of the tooltips and some of the things you can do. It's like, oh, this works really good against soldiers and zombies. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I haven't encountered those yet. <laughs> so I've been playing that. It's been fun. Hell yeah! There's an interesting game that I'm I'm gonna pick up and try. Um, I think it might be just an early access called Rift Breakers. Okay. It sounds, the, the pitch sounds amazing. Okay. So I really want to try it out. It smashes StarCraft with They Are Billions and Diablo. What? So it's base building. So so that's, okay, where is They Are Billions being factored into okay. this? So. Because I love that game. You build a base and you gather resources like StarCraft. Got it. Okay, oh, so it's get... also there, billions, for sure. Okay, yeah. So you have like little areas of pockets of minerals and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And you have to gather your base building similar to StarCraft. Um, okay. And it says that you build certain buildings. And what you do is you then you use those buildings to upgrade your main unit, which is like a, the guy who protects this entire, you know, all your buildings. Okay. He's in a mech suit. So you build up your base okay. so you can upgrade your mech suit. And your mech suit defends off massive waves of units. You and you are supposed to control your mech suit, similar to Diablo. Diablo. So it's more like it's actually just more like they are billions, but with a mech suit. So really, you can drop Starcraft. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I've never played their billions. Uh, you should. You'd like it. I think you would honestly yeah. like it. Okay. Um, Sounds it, like that one episode of uh, Love, Death, and Robots, where um, they piloted the big mech suits against yeah. like the oh, waves yeah, of those yeah. creatures. Yeah. Um, for sure. So. Send that uh, and the name onto the Ronin Geek thing so I can check it out. Sure. Because um, I'd be interested. But Their Billions is a fantastic game. Um, and I don't think it's worth a lot. Like, it's pretty cheap. You can get it. Yeah, I've seen a um, lot of people play it. It looks really good. It is fun. But it is it is 100% one thing. It is build up a base, survive the waves. That's all that, it is. That's fine. Yeah, but it, it does it really well. Uh, and it's, it feels reminiscent of Warcraft 3 use map settings maps. Nice. And I think that the thing that you're mentioning sounds similar in that regard. Yeah. I, you're supposed to build walls and yeah. do stuff and defend certain ways. Um, there was another game that you want to check out too if you like the tower defenses and stuff like I that. tower defenses. Uh, there's a game called Tower. T-A-U-R. And it's literally just a bunch. Everything you build adds onto the singular tower. Huh. And the idea is that you're defending your tower. So like you build up more like turrets and stuff like that. And it builds out. It looks almost like a um, chandelier. Uh-huh. Like an inverse chandelier. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. You should check okay. it out. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. That sounds yeah. interesting. Cool. Um, yeah, I was actually just looking at Indiana Jones stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like, I love The Last Crusade. It's such a great movie. Yeah, so um, that's what it feels like you're playing that. So I think it's called Pathway. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll check it out. I think, the, it's, um, I think it's out on the Switch. Yeah, the guy who played Kazim in that, who was, he battled on the boat that was getting chopped up in oh, the yeah, big yeah. propeller of yeah, the yeah. ship, he went on to become a very handsome actor, I just found Dude. out. So yeah, very handsome man. So. Outer Worlds is coming on the Switch. Don't care. So actually, it's funny. It's funny. Like uh, so, after after Outer Worlds and and the the relative disappointment that I felt because of that, 
and now going on to play something that w- once again, so the sort of obsidian Bethesda side of things, they're kind of doing their own thing. And then you have now what what is, in my opinion, the new Western sort of open world RPG formula, which is the Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't care. Like <laughs> it, they, they're really going to have to blow whatever the next Fallout is out of the water. They're really going to have to blow out the next uh, the next Elder Scrolls, where I'm just not going to care. Like I just, after Starfield. That's their new one. Starfield, yeah, maybe Starfield will be a success, but they haven't even released any information on that, really. Like, no, that's the really. crazy thing. So we're still years away from that. We're even more years away from Elder Scrolls Six. But in the meantime, thank God we got CD Projekt Red and their ability to finish games. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just... excited for Cyberpunk. I'm oh, super excited for it. Cyberpunk's going to be the banner event of the year for gaming, man. Like, like, that's... The thing is, though, like there are so many themes that I just want in my games. Yeah. Because they make the games feel so much richer. Right. That they're always afraid to do. But CD Projekt Red, for each of those themes, has been like, yeah, we're doing it. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. They just walk a kick in the door. They're like, we're because fucking the, doing it. <laughs> because the thing is, like, they realize that if you pull that stuff out it detracts from the world but if you add it in you see the grittier nature of things right. and it's actually really compelling because you can see those parallels in the real world yeah um in in certain areas and, and then they get to explore how to kind of tie it all together yeah and i think it comes together a lot better because like because of all the grime and, and gunk it all sticks together really well yeah <laughs> um but yeah, so. so. And I'll be more than happy to play it on my PS4. So instead of a uh, Switch. Uh, <laughs> so I've been playing so much PS4, dude. Like, Oh, Death Stranding, I think, is coming out on the 14th or something. God, I don't care. On Steam. I'm excited for God, it. God, I don't care. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm like, they're like, my friend's like, so you're going to buy the walking simulator. I'm like, and it's going to be the best walking simulator. <laughs> oh my God, I, I do not s- want to play FedEx the game. I do, though. <laughs> See, that's the thing is, I do. I really do. I'm excited. Game. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. Ugh. Build the road and deliver packages. Or deliver packages and build the road. But yeah. I don't <laughs> know which one it is. I'm just going to be walking through, down through paths and stuff like that. I'll be yeah. pissing wherever I can. I can't even um, handle Red Dead. I gave up on Red Dead because it was too realistic. <laughs> see, see, that's the thing is though. I rode my horse everywhere. I did no quick travel on Red Dead. Kick. Whatever I've, I've complained about my. That's one thing I appreciate about game. Witcher because y- you can have some very real interactions with people based on the things that you're doing. The people around you will react to you. But there was times when I'm like I'm skipping through dialogue of a scene, and like I get to the end of the scene, and like uh, I accidentally press square and take a swing at somebody, <laughs> and they don't notice. Like I'm not punished for doing it, and I'm like, oh, thank you, CD Projekt Red, for not punishing me for doing that. So, like, <laughs> Rockstar would have absolutely punished me for doing that. Oh, if, yeah. Dude, if you take a swing at someone in, in Red Dead, like, dude, like, you will have the, the law army. on your tail and a $300 <laughs> bounty. Like, yeah. It's the Wild West, but tanks from World War II will come in to take you out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you get five-star, hey, like, GTA tanks. To be fair with up. the whole tanks thing, I didn't realize it. Thank, it was thanks to Red Dead that I actually learned how not that long ago the Wild West was. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the it, early 1900s. It's like 20 to 30 years older than my grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Right. Like holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like the last remnants were still kind of shown off in really kitschy ways during fairs in like the 1910s and 20s and yeah. 30s. Yeah. It amaz- yeah. and watching the whole uh what's it called uh debu- defunct land has open my eyes to how much how fast things have progressed things have progressed yep. for the most part we were the same for like generations lasted or eras i should say lasted for a long time and now they don't <laughs> and now an era is 
not even years. a full generation. It's like ten years. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, look at look at how much the world has changed just in our lives. Oh my god, it's crazy. Like, it's just, yeah. I think the first the first event for us was like nine eleven, and then uh, for the West anyway, and then that kind of set a lot of things into motion. And then the new one is definitely um, COVID and. Like these protests, wow. like it's crazy. What man. marks your errors are very different than me. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I barely remember nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually remember that very vividly. Yeah. I remember them pulling the TV into yep. our room. Yep, that's exactly what I remember too. I was out in, in the hallway in grade eight. In gre- yeah, in grade eight, I was out in the hallway, and I remember looking at the L, you know, the L that would go out to the exit to yeah, the yeah. parking lot. And straight ahead, they pulled the TV, they plugged it in, and I could see it. And I walked in the classroom and watched it happen. And I remember going. Who is this? What is this? And why do I care? Because I was in grade eight. I oh, was dude, still yeah. trying yeah. to I figure was, out my I penis. Was a, I was a yeah. senior in high school. So like we, we actually understood and had some context for what was happening. And it was just like surreal, man. Like it was like Hollywood or something watching these towers go down. It's like, is this yeah. CG? Like what are we watching here? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was pretty nuts. Like I, yeah. I, I obviously didn't comprehend it as, as much because we were younger. But I didn't know that it was like it was it was a big deal. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize. Well, because okay. I put it together because. They put it on TV. They put it on TV. They stopped yeah, schools. Yeah. They stopped everything. Yeah. yeah. I, I I was still trying to figure out my penis. I was I was yeah. working at the time too. I was working at Media Play in Toledo and it was a bit like a like a Best Buy. But mm. it had like just big sections for like CDs and a big section for movies and I kinda ran the movie area. And uh, I remember that night going into work and I drove past Toledo, Toledo Airport to get to work and there was like obviously all the planes were grounded nobody was flying there were cops lining the highway and everything everywhere it was crazy and uh and and the place was just absolutely dead that night like there was just (laughs) nobody in there well nobody was Uh, coming anywhere and and we were just we're like in that plaza there was like a gas station we're kind of watching them jack their prices because they kept raising their prices they got up to like six dollars a gallon before like the the freaking cops came we're like you can't do that like you can't price gouge people it's ridiculous so yeah man, it was it was wild it was absolutely wild but and here we are 2020 yeah you're, you're killer bees baby killer bees the things that mark your errors are very different than mine that's that's what we learned here today yeah mine was like world of warcraft and Pornhub. <laughs> See, I was just about to make fun of you, but I was about to blurt out like the World of Warcraft era. <laughs> I was like, well, I can't say anything. <laughs> oh, man. And with that ends another era. <laughs> Episode 93 of Rona Geek Official Podcast is now in the bag. So this is Alex Austin signing off and... Isolated Bloody Adam. And Rob, thank right. you for listening. Talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>